Good morning. Brethren, I come to bring you an impromptu understanding of the Word of God this morning. As it has been a soul-searching experience for me, maybe a blessing unto you in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. All understanding is derived from you. You are the Father of all wisdom. Sometimes when I see the depth of your plan, your desire, your wisdom, I am overwhelmed. But I'm only human. Enable me to convey the depths of your understanding. Not only to myself, but to those who are listening to me. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. This morning we're discussing understanding the principles of wealth. I'd like to start by saying two things. One of the sharpest dividing instruments in the holiness movement of the Church of God is wealth. I'm going to weigh in controversially. I'm not interested in making anybody happy. I'm just going to weigh in according to my understanding, according to the understanding God has given me. So I'm asking you to receive it with an open mind. Some of the things have an uh, historical antecedents, and by the grace of God, I'm going to be remembering them. Second thing I want to say is this. When it comes to the matter of wealth, you have to try to separate. No, you have to pray, not try. You have to pray to separate two things in your heart. One, wealth is not riches. Riches is just a part of wealth. Let me say it again. Wealth is not riches. Riches is just a part of wealth. Then I also beg you to pray to understand that wealth is God's portion for his children. It is a determinant. It is a must. His children must enjoy wealth in all its ramifications, in all its understanding. Having said that, let me point out now that wealth involves everything that enables you to fulfill the third commandment of God in the book of Genesis. He said, be fruitful. Being fruitful, you can do it. It is already in you. The Bible says you are loaded with the blessings of God. There is a blessing on the inside of you. Remember, blessing is divine empowerment. Blessing is not what you can see. It is a force that guarantees that wherever you go, whatever you do, you will prosper. You will. To prosper means to succeed. It doesn't mean to have money. Please understand that. Now, secondly, I also have to point out that the the plan, it is the plan of God, yes. Now, the second thing is, but most people never walk in it. They never walk in it. They never walk in the wealth God has programmed for them. I said that wealth is given to the children, the seed of God, to fulfill the third commandment, which is replenish the earth. What is replenish? Feel, complete. Anywhere there is a gap, make up for it. Anywhere there is any breakdown, repair it. That is replenish. Replenish. 
You cannot walk in subduing of the earth until you have learned to replenish the earth. That is why for several years I kept mentioning anybody who does not have a program in his plan with God for the earth is already a failure to God. Thank God for the general superintendent. God did not see the earth to Satan. You know, for several decades, Christians walked around with that useless notion on their head and they allowed the earth to run to the evil ones and then went around griping and murmuring about it when all the while from the beginning it was meant to be your inheritance yet you didn't do anything with it remember creation not nature i know that the word out there is nature but the truth of the matter is creation abhors vacuum when you don't fulfill your role it will be filled up replenished so you're either replenishing for good as a seed of God or someone out there is replenishing the earth for evil. And if the person out there is replenishing the earth for evil, it's your fault. You, the Christian, you, the seed of God, you, the born again Christian, it's your fault. Like I keep telling people, there's going to be a lot of shockers when we get to heaven a lot of shockers jesus even prophesied about it but that's not the matter for today praise the lord now i consistently read luke chapter 16 from verse 1 down to chapter 13 and for the life of me it never made sense i know many people have thought about it they preached it i've listened to them some of them in revelation but i was never satisfied it didn't correlate there was no connection it didn't make sense to me so at a time two years ago i spent six weeks prayerfully asking god to help me understand what is written here i have this i had this thinking that something very important and lacking is in these scriptures yet i had no understanding in fact i want to be honest enough to admit that that six weeks the only thing that came to me was god asked me a very simple question very very simple question where am i in this story it didn't make sense to me at that point in time two years ago or two years plus but recently about five days ago he brought my attention back to it and i read it and of course with the mindset of the earlier failures i didn't pay attention to anything I was like, same story, until he began to explain. You see, most preachers, not all of them, have this fault. Before I explain that, let me read the scripture. Bear with me, Luke 16 from verse 1. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg. I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his 
Lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto thy Lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. And he said to another, How much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and write fourscore. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Now, please pay attention. The following, the scriptures I just read, is not a description of how God runs his earth. Please pay attention. There was something he was pointing out. He was giving an illustration of certain things that happen when it comes to the matter of wealth. Now, I'm going to take it one by one. Listen to verse 1. There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Those who are in Angwamburu Parish have explained stewardship several times. Stewardship, you don't own the things directly. You manage it for the owner. I've explained that. It makes you a semi-lord. You are a representative of the Lord. I want to thank God for that because yesterday the GS messaged us about ambassadors of divine or Christ-like love. And we are representing Christ. We are his hands, we are his legs. So, But the earth doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him. We are simply representing him. So every man that is a seed of God, born again, a Christian, has an area they control, has certain resources brought under his charge. That you did not wake up to it does not change the fact. Let me say it again. That you did not wake up to it does not change the fact. Now, having said that, I'd like to point out that this is not the only parable that talks about the accusation of stewards. Listen, when you come into office, when you come into understanding of sonship and the things that are left in your care and the portion of the earth you are to replenish and the wealth you need, remember wealth is not money or riches, the wealth you need to bring about that replenishment, when you come into that place, you become responsible and then you are subject to report, you are subject to accusation. Principle number one, when you come, listen, that is why um, Jesus would always tell us, if you want to build, count the cost. That is what is expected of you, but you must tell yourself the truth. There is responsibility involved. Many people in church like to blackmail God by telling him, if you give me money, not wealth, excuse me, not wealth, I'm coming to that. If you give me money, I will build houses for widows. The little you have, what have you done with it? And many of them assume that God cannot see their heart, which he does, and then he laughs at them. And of course, he doesn't do what they're asking of him. You only control wealth according to the measure of influence or replenishment you are undertaking. Let me say it again. You control the wealth of God according, proportional, directly proportional to my engineering uh, hearers, directly proportional, that is in, in tandem, equal to the replenishment you are undertaking. 
if you're undertaking 10% replenishment, you will only have access to 10% of God's abundance. It is not a function of prayer and fasting. If you reject responsibility, you reject access to divine wealth. So, when you take up that responsibility, get ready to be reported. For several years now, I've prayed one prayer. I've continuously told God, help me not to respond to accusations, not to bother about it. I messaged about it when I was talking about sons of God. You must come to that point where you understand you are subject to reports. Go back to the other parable of the of the stewards and the one that locked up one and he was then reported because of his bad activities. Now, moving on. You must also understand that stewards have rank. There are stewards that must work under other stewards, as is even in the other parable. Now, in this context, try to understand that from the earlier statement I made, that when you fail to fulfill your replenishment of the earth for good, you create a vacuum for those who will replenish, fill, complete, make up the earth for evil. For several years, the church stayed out of politics, governance, until now that the governance and politics is coming after the church. Then they are waking up. I want to bless the God of life and immortality for the GS. He's doing a wonderful work preparing the church, waking them up to responsibility. Now moving on, verse 2. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Yes. When you stop living up, I'm not interested in the story. I'm telling you the principles inside the story. When you stop living up to your responsibility as a steward, which is the third commandment in the book of Genesis, replenish the earth. When you stop living up to your rule, you will definitely be replaced. But sometimes the replacement is not good. If there is anything you are hearing this morning, wake up to your responsibility. Wake up to your commitment. God, remember, when Jabez was praying, there was a comment he made. He said, expand my coast, enlarge my coast. Give me more responsibility. Because the more responsible you are, the more the wealth of God you command. Now going on, and he said, then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg. I am ashamed. Listen to me. Those two things are the sign of one not taking responsibility or not coming up to your own responsibility. And second, failing in that responsibility. Two things will happen to you. You will dig, you will labor, you will strive, you will suffer, and then you will beg. I make no excuses. I make no excuses. The same harsh manner I speak to you is the harsh manner I speak to myself. Because I found out from my boss, Pastor Joshua, when you pamper people, you spoil them. You make them stupid. They don't think. 
If you look out in our world, men are no longer raising men. Women are raising men. And they are not becoming responsible at all. Your greatness on earth is tied to your responsibility. Instead of going around and killing Satan, thank God for GSS, something he said, I don't want to dwell on it, but it was exciting. But the thing is, instead of going around blaming people, looking for who caused you to fail, why not tell God to teach you about your responsibility? And follow it up. But your selfishness will not let you pray that prayer. Your desire to look out only for yourself and your immediate family will never let you pray that prayer. Because for you to fulfill the rule of replenishment of the earth, you must step out of yourself. You must step out of your selfishness. And your unwillingness to step out of your selfishness is the reason you are looking for who to blame. Take responsibility. God's earth is in your care. He said, I cannot dig. To beg, I am ashamed. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible said, there is only one labor commanded unto the seed of God that they must strive to enter rest. When you come into your responsibility, you are at rest because that is what you are created to repair. That's what you are created to fulfill. That's what you are created to complete. That is what you are created to fill up. There is a passion that comes upon you and sets you free. And then you walk in the rest of God. Rest of God where you don't labor. Listen to me. When you come into that place and you are jetting up and down, you don't consider it work. You don't consider it labor. You are blown away. Verse 4. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. That is a strange comment. But remember, it's an unjust steward. What did he say? I'm going to parley. The word parley means I'm going to do an exchange. I'm going to parley my master's resources so that I will not beg. I will not labor. Listen to me. The children of darkness, yes, and I don't mean people who are in a coven. Anybody who does not have an awareness of the gospel of truth of Jesus Christ dwells in darkness. So when I use that term, I'm not talking about those enshrined. All of them are encompassed. You know how people used to judgefully separate themselves? You don't know Jesus. You didn't receive him. You are not walking in the sacrifice he made for you. Yet, you tell yourself you are not the same as them that went to a shrine. Brother, sister, don't let anybody deceive you. You are exactly the same. It's just that they chose to rule in the darkness. You chose to be a servant, a slave in the darkness. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Listen to me. Children of darkness know how to parley resources for rest. But their rest is not genuine. And Jesus was pointing out, these things do happen. I don't like the concept of of the gospel of Jesus where you put your head in the sand and pretend things are not happening. 
that pretense is the reason the earth is in the grip of the wicked because the righteous are not doing anything they bury their hand in the sun, their head in the sun waiting to go to heaven you are no fruitful servant the earth was given to us by god to replenish how can he see that at that time a sister asked me a question was satan already cast down on earth yes before adam was created that's why god used the term replenish fill up everywhere there is a mistake in my earth go and fill it I know this message is for someone. The intention is to cause you to have a passion to wake up. Forget about the means. This message is about the means responding only to the fulfillment of replenishment. Father, help us. So he called every, verse 5, he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto the Lord? All that, all that, down to verse 8. He called them. He started parlaying the resources. That alone is a message on itself. I cannot delve in it. Let, let's just call this part one. I cannot begin to delve into that because you must first accept the paradigm before you begin to understand the concepts. If you don't accept the paradigm, there is no need bothering about the concepts. The question you're asking is, how does the wicked parlay the resources of God? Because you are asleep. Do you remember the parable in the book of Matthew where he sent them to collect his 20%? I talked about that in the series, Sons of God. Now, if you remember that parable, remember that that vines was not in the hand of the seed of God. The seed of God are not meant to control the vines. They are meant to control the ones who walk the vines. And I mentioned to you that the arrogance of those who walk the vines is that we do all the work, but the earth never belonged to you. The vines did not belong to you. The things you claim you are working never belong to you. On the basis of that, you don't have a ground. They don't have a ground in the argument. Don't forget that message. If you must go back to listen to it, go back. But by the grace of God, we'll come back to talk about how the wicked parley the resources of the earth. And by the way, what makes it work for them is because the seed of God are absent. The supervisors of the stewards are absent. verse 8 and the lord commended the unjust word hello the lord in this context is the man the man himself the man the owner the one who said to the steward i will sack you the bible says here jesus said rather and the lord commended the unjust word because he had done wisely I will give you an example to explain this and I will let your mind dwell on it because like I said, this is just part one. There is there is a build-up of fire on my inside as understanding was coming. Many of us may have heard stories like this. There was a young boy. Let me give you one example or two or three. I'm conscious and aware of. His master sent him to the bank with a very huge sum of money. 
maybe he was used to going to the bank and on that particular day the sum of money was bigger there into this trailer parts was bigger than he used to know or he used to see before so on his way to the bank he diverted and plotted his way to i think it was malaysia this was in the year 2000 1999 2000 yes plotted his way to malaysia i was still in medugri said the man the owner instead of making case instead of trying to arrest the family or looking for who to hold responsible he said it just happens and he's one of those you call the seed of darkness he wasn't born again in fact he was never in church he say it happens may god prosper him wherever he goes that english listen one of the boys in the shop was my my disciple at that time that english he used may god prosper him wherever he is that boy went to malaysia and became excessively wealthy about seven years later yes no six years later just about the time i went for service he came back now when he came back he brought a mercedes jeep two of them he brought it as gifts for that man the man whose money he ran away with and he gave the man 15 million naira plus the two cars the man said i don't need i don't need any of this i'm okay he knelt down he was begging the man i know you blessed me i'm not repaying the money i'm just i'm just appreciative of you people now joined in begging the man he now collected the cars and the money let me read that verse 8 for you and the lord commended the unjust servant because he had done wisely for the children of the world are in their generation wiser than the children of light let me show you the wisdom that made that man make that statement which is absent in the seed of god wealth is a spirit it is not property you hold wealth is a spirit wealth is a spirit it is not something you can see your your obsession with holding on to what you can see is your greatest limitation it is the reason you cannot rise that is the wisdom that the children of darkness have that the children of light don't have it is either mammon is ruling you verse 13 or you are ruling mammon your useless obsession with what you can see let me tell you how it manifests when you hear pay your tithe you count opportunity cost and you hold your money no problem the work of god will work it will continue to grow you cannot be a hindrance the best part of it is shortly gentiles will bring money to run the gospel and you that is inside the church will be redundant that continuous obsession with what your eye can see what the treasure you hold in your hand is the reason why if when a seed is asked for in church you bend your head because you are thinking what you want to do with it that ignorance is the reason you remain on one spot and you are not growing 
that wisdom is what the children of darkness have that story i told over the course of my stay and growth in medigree i had more than 13 of them all involving non-christians non-born again children do you know the secret they had when they looked away from what was taken away from them they repaired they replenished they replaced they grew what does an average and i use the word average because many christians don't have an excellent spirit i was there i'm learning now you have to try to understand that when you hear me talk passionately i've been there i've seen the waste i've seen the uselessness of that the futility of that thinking and some people ask themselves how can you you don't understand you don't know my story and if God privileged me to pass through it and yet learn of him, I'm, I'm, I'm too, I, if anybody knows me, one thing you will know is I detest ignorance. I'm not talking about knowledge that puffs you up. I'm, I hate ignorance because it is the most potent weapon in the hand of Satan. The most potent Satan has stolen everything from you when you are ignorant. Because you don't even know what you own. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 16. I pray for you every day. I don't cease. That God will grant you the spirit of wisdom. And knowledge. And revelation in the knowledge of him. That you may know. The greatest weapon of Satan is ignorance. What does an average Christian do when you run away with his money? He curses you. He holds you in his mind. That staying in that grudge, unknown to him, he'll be paying his expenses, but he's going around in one spot. Many people don't understand the meaning of going around in one spot. Brother, listen. You are paying the same expenses. Earning the same money, year in, year out, if you check yourself, you are still the same value. And I don't mean in terms of how much millions you have. That's a very stupid estimation of yourself. I taught them in church that if you gauge yourself by millions on amount of money you have, that is not a true gauge. Let me give you an example. If a bar of gold, a bar of gold is a general standard. Listen, that's how currency is calculated. And if all your money can buy one bar of gold, check it. You are standing in one place. If after two, three years, all the money you have is still buying only one bar of gold, you are in one place. Error. Error. Error of thinking. You will not hold grudge. You will not forgive the person. Some of you even pray secret prayers against whoever it is. Let me read that statement from you again, for you again. For the children of this world are in their generations wiser than the children of light. Then verse 9, and I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. Listen to me. I give God praise for the general superintendent. He taught us in giving and receiving that every kind of giving has a kind of reward many of you secretly take pride that one poor person around you ate food because of you you're arrogant and stupid 
because you were able to give somebody food to eat for two days that makes you think you have arrived you are ignorant meanwhile this is not new understanding if you give to the poor you get preservation there is a blessing for every type of giving when you feed the poor around you you are preserved you are preserved but you don't change level i'm not afraid of what I'm saying listen to jesus when that woman came and broke that box and poured it on his feet there was indignation in the heart of the apostles just like you are reacting now because your mindset is ignorant you must do every kind of giving they reacted and said shall this not have been sold and the money given to the poor thank you lover of poor people when i ministered when this understanding began to come to me in a meeting i attended with women i continued to ask questions and god continued to help me understand listen to me when gs ministered on giving and receiving in Mahoreb, not the recent one he talked about giving to dignities giving to dignities guarantees change of level change of level doesn't come by by prophecy it comes by giving to dignities listen i want to use the life of um, the late archbishop to give an example when he was working in ordinary riches listen he talked about he said there's difference between prosperity and posterity if you are not generational in your thinking you have not accessed god yet oh my god oh my god if you are not generational in your thinking if the money of influence or wealth you control can only work for you you have not yet arrived listen true wealth true riches is the one that covers generations praise the lord forgive me my passion is taking me over but here's the point i'm making he talked about giving to dignities that command in verse 9 talks about giving to dignities it said make friends make to yourselves friends using the mammon of unrighteousness what is the mammon of unrighteousness the small small money you are earning the chicken change you think is useful one of the first dignities you should make friends with is god how do you make friends with god using your small small change by investing in the house of god investing in the man of god irrespective of your valuation of that man listen to me i was talking to a young lady yesterday about the behavior of some people and i was riled up on my inside i'm not the man of god involved there i thank god for that your disregard your utter disrespect for the man god put over you whether you like his behavior you like his face or not is the reason you are limited how do you give to the house of god how do you give to the man god put in charge over you you didn't put him that's why i caution people if you don't like a man move beg god to relocate you if he's refusing to relocate you then you are in error how do you give to dignities in the house of god the man of god the let me give you the example of um 
of unbelievers maybe to help you understand listen to me i grew up in the part of the north not kaduna medugri the center not too far from kuka kuka is the center of islamic occultism in nigeria but i needed to learn something the average man in that part of the country will give his mala millions to get influence to get uh, market share but the christian will go to church and pray from morning to night to get a useless market share that will make him dress tattered and look like a beggar and even their their man of god will continue to uh, uh, propagate that thinking which is why they never increase I will use another example. One man of God told me about the wife of his senior pastor. <clears throat> now, that woman may not be a nice woman, but she was fond of investing in people with oil. If you have oil, she will do whatever you want. But if you don't, she will leave you alone. That's why I said children of darkness are more careful. They are more interested in that because they know that's how to change level this woman will always and that's why her business never failed and she continued to increase look around you that man in your line that you think is progressing has a secret there is someone who is eating his oil who is eating his food and because god must of a necessity answer that man that is why his house is increased even though he's not a born again christian One of our brothers in church shared with us how a Muslim, a wealthy Muslim man will always come to him, give him tight and tell him to help him put it in the offering box. They are wiser in their generation than the children of light. What guarantees change of level is given to dignities? Listen to me. What are you giving? There is a brother I know. He will, when it comes to service, giving acts of service, he is amazing. He may not bring out his money when you ask him for money, but he will give his service because that's the language he understands. Call him night and day, he will appear. Do you think God will keep him in the same place? There is another brother. Once you talk about money and he has it, he will give you there is another he doesn't even have it as of yet but when you talk he must make sure part of what he has enters into it then there are the crafty ones who uselessly parade themselves like they have but nothing of theirs will ever come out listen to me giving to the poor has benefits attending to the flock of god has its own benefits according to jesus when you attend to the flock of god you are attending to him you are guaranteeing your place in him you are guaranteeing that whenever you cry he will hear you that is the blessing but to move from level to level to command the divine abundance that enables you to replenish the earth you must of a necessity give to dignities let me read that command to you again. And I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of righteousness. When ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. 
I want to give you a clear example. There was a young man in an office. He was so enamored, and it wasn't eye service. He was so enamored with serving the the, the director in that branch of the ministry. Everything the Oga says he will do, they work, whether it is writing. Now, the Oga is not too keen about writing reports, but this young man will do it for him and expect nothing in return. He will run errands, even the errands that are outside the office. Why the others are grumbling? Is it not the same salary we are paid? He went out of his way to render service because he couldn't give the Oga money, but he rendered service. Now, there was going to be load shedding, that is, cut down of workers. I want to ask you, even if they say all the workers except the director are to be sacked, do you think that young man will be sacked? Wake up. When he fail. Now, in came later, when there was a change of boss, and this young man also decided to serve his boss very well. That that new boss called the old boss, and he said to him, that young man is reliable. Do for him whatever you can. I want to show you something. Did he fail sometimes in office? Yes. Did he make mistakes? Yes. Severally committed blunders? Yes. But he had the heart of a servant. So when you go to his file, there is no query. There was a young man, again, I know, in the line. Now, he was serving a boss who is absent. But in the line, there are some men who are, who are made. What I mean by that is, you know those kind of men who come out by 12 o'clock in the afternoon, greet people, talk to a few customers, and go back home by 3. They are made. They know where their resources are coming from. And they used to have like 10, 12, 20 boys. But whenever you see this ogre, the ogre will leave the boys in his office because whenever he's sending them like, buy me cola not, they'll be grumbling. He will call that young man and send him. Let me show you what happened years later. Several of them used to send that young man on errand. He will go without grumbling, without expectation of anything. Count 10, 12, 15 years later. Yes, I observed it. All those boys that served that man were running around doing Osaya. It was only that boy who had a shop and was growing. Giving to dignities is the key to changing level. What did he give those men? Did he buy rice for them? He gave them what he had, service. And by that, he commanded abundance. And that is even among the children of darkness, the great seed, the worst kind of people sometimes are the children of god in ignorance i don't mean it as an insult i'm asking you to wake up i'm asking you to understand this is the principle of god and i'm going to be stopping here as god help us tomorrow if not any other day i'm not going to push myself if you don't understand the paradigm you cannot begin to understand the concept come out of your your small brain thinking wake up to the mind of god the point is i didn't want to even talk about this but when it was laid upon my heart like fire when i began to understand i told the lord i said 
So this is why you've been dragging me, making, bringing me this way and that way and the other way, even which I'm going to be talking about in the second part. May this word bless you this morning in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We worship you. It is not an ordinary word, but it is the hardness of your word that separates disciples. Thank you for those who will go ahead. Thank you for us who will increase. I have to include myself, Lord, because I'm learning even now. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.